welcome to Super Ultra Vidge Adventure Turbo, where we, myself, Sadzilla, and my good friend Maverick discuss retro video games and nerd culture. Hello. In the next few episodes. In the next few episodes of Super <laughs> Ultra Vidge Adventure Turbo. <laughs> you were not ready. <laughs> I was not. I was not ready for you to come in like that. Anyway, <laughs> in the next few episodes of Super Ultra Vidge Adventure Turbo, we'll be covering video game movies from the 90s. Maverick, you're probably asking yourself, well, Sadzilla, that's super interesting. What video game movies came out that decade? Well, don't worry. I'll tell you. There was Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and Street Fighter. But first, in this episode, we'll be watching Double Dragon, released in 1994, based on the video game of the same title. Are you Double ready, Dargan. Maverick? I am Double ready Dargan. For, I am ready for Double Dargan. Let's go. 2007. Los Angeles. The city has changed. Cops rule the day. Punks rule the night. And one man wants to rule them all. There's only one thing he needs to succeed. This is only half. Find me the other half now. And look who's got it. It magnifies the power inside you. This half gives power over the body. Now, two brothers will stop at nothing to protect their half. Look out! And a madman will stop at nothing to possess it. You're gonna love this. Let's have some fun. Who wants gum? So, Maverick, let's start off with the synopsis of this movie. Okay. 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 Two brothers have half of a powerful ancient Chinese talisman. An evil gang leader has the other half and determines and is determined to get the brothers half and have a completed medallion so he can a- he can gain absolute power. Does that kind of sum up the movie for you? I mean, I don't know why he needs a talisman to get absolute power. I mean, Tech Nine's absolute power is streaming on Spotify right now. Like you can just go listen to it. What the heck? One thing that is really interesting to me about movies in general is the box office. And this movie actually made four point two million. Oh no, actually, sorry, that is actually backwards. It's a two point four million in the box office. Um, and I say global box office actually, but it actually didn't release internationally. And um, one other interesting fact is it actually made half of the money that it would make for its entire run on the opening day, which was $1.3 million. Yeah, that does not sound great. And it didn't do well with the critics. Did you see any critic reactions to this? I assume they said, wow, that sure is a good movie. We enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> okay. No, okay. I don't think it did. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, according to um, IMDb, budget estimated was seven million eight hundred and fifty thousand so they took a cut bad yeah, yeah they, right they, they, they yeah they I took mean, a loss on it but only eight million to make a movie hell tommy tommy was made the room on five million okay so um, since, I, since we're doing a video game movie you know like uh-huh. have you played any of the double dragon games uh, I did. We have actually, I don't think I played Double Dragon back when it actually came out. Um, 
Like I, I wasn't much of a fan of it then. I think like when it comes to beat em ups, I think I really started with like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, like the, the arcade type game. For sure. I think yeah. at least that's one of my back, back memories. And then uh, Streets of Rage. So I didn't really play a lot of Double Dragon per se, but I did play it when it came to the Xbox Live Arcade and then um, you, me, and a couple of other friends, we would play that co-op. And that yeah. was pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, like, because Double Dragon is actually a little bit before our time. I mean, like, but yeah. when it came out, we were like babies. I did have Double Dragon 1 on the NES. Like, I had that growing up. And, uh, I mean, that was really the only one I played until, like, there was one that they made. I want I want to say it was Double Dragon Neon that came out on, like, mm. the Xbox 360. Like, there was a bad one, yeah. and then, then there was a good one that they just, re like, they just released. So, I don't remember the titles off the top of my head, but I played the bad one that nobody likes. I heard when this movie was being made, it was kind of made um, just because it, like nobody really cared about the rights for it, and um, yeah, it they just out. like sold them off. I think by the time '94 came around, there it, yeah, it wasn't really much of a franchise. I think because I know there was a couple games on the Super Nintendo, but they were not super popular. And then they were just like, let's. I guess we can make a movie out of this. Let's do that with the rights. And so somebody picked it up and. That's what we got with this movie. So what was the first thing? Let's, let's just start off with the movie. So what was the first thing that popped out to you starting this movie? Um, Robert Patrick. Oh, the bad guy? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it's a 90s that hair. movie. Like, Robert Patrick has to be your bad guy, first off. He was in Terminator? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the Terminator T 2. Yeah, he was the T-1000. Right. So, like, he was I, slick. Like, like maybe that was like the start of it. I don't know, but it's like every time you see like you like most times you see Robert Patrick in a movie, it's like automatically like, yep, there's your bad guy. There he is. When I first saw him and uh, started hearing some of his dialogue, it was actually kind of funny because what this actual movie becomes is totally different when, than what I thought. And I actually sent you a message. I was like, this movie takes itself too seriously because oh. of his di dialogue in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and and then it just like completely loses that <laughs> later on in the movie as we move on. Um, you know, actually, it was somebody that uh, the first thing that popped out to me was uh, Satori is a chick from Sidekicks. Another uh, it was like a Karate Kid uh, ripoff movie. But I oh. realized who that was. I was like, oh, who is that? And it was, uh, that's who it is. It's uh, the chick from Sidekicks. She plays the uh, older mom character also. Was Sidekicks a Chuck Norris movie, or am I confusing that with something else? It's a Chuck Norris movie. It had uh, Chuck Norris and the kid from, oh, God, what was he from? He was from some other movie um, or show or something like that. But anyway, it was like a Karate Kid ripoff that uh, Chuck Norris is kind of like the... Um, White, uh, wax on, wax off guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she was like their guardian in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, she was just right? like, uh, yeah, I guess like their dad died on a, um, what do, what do they call that? Like um, an ex, uh, expedition, for lack of a better word. I guess they were out looking for um, 
you know, like uh, ancient treasures or something, and then the dad died, and she was there, and somehow she's like, oh no, the dad's dead, and I'll be the one to care for his children. <laughs> right, and they don't really explain that very no. well at all. Like, no. I, like all this stuff that you're telling me right now, it's like, it's almost coming at me like new information. <laughs> because it's like, did I hear that in the dialogue? You know, uh, she was just kind of there. Um, and, uh, just like, just kind of like hanging around him. Cause the first time we see him is, uh, in that tournament thing, right? Like they're do- doing some kind of tournament and yeah. apparently in this tournament, there's like no rules, I guess. Or there's like tag team rules, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that, I would, like, I'd be it, down to watch some tag team, like some tag team karate. <laughs> karate. Yeah. Right. But it was just like, oh, you're done. You know, like he he's whooping your ass. So now I'm going to jump in there. It's like, wait, what kind of what kind of tournament is this? <laughs> make it's any a, sense? It's a tornado tag karate tournament. Right. I guess so. That's a good I, res, uh, wrestling reference. We don't yeah. see those very often. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. I mean, like if you're going to have like, I mean, if you're going to have a karate tournament, spice it up with some pro wrestling. I mean, I'm here for it. Apparently, in this post-apocalyptic world, this is kind of like the UFC of that day. This is their cage fighting, I guess. I don't know. But uh, that's exactly what it is. It's a post-apocalyptic world set in Hollywood, Los Angeles. I'm sorry. uh, I mean, New Angeles. New Angeles, yeah. New Angeles. And what what futuristic year does this movie take place? Um, I'm not sure. Do you know? Uh, 2007? 2007. That futuristic year, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a very futuristic uh, year. I, I I feel like you play like a dicey game when you're like, okay, uh, okay, we're we're making this future futuristic sci-fi kind of movie. What what year is it going to be set in? Like 2007. I, like I feel like you don't set it anywhere close to where somebody who could watch the movie. <laughs> would be alive in that year. And not only that, but like the their post-apocalyptic world, their their view of the future is so strange. Like it has like Mad Max style cars for some reason. And also like the technology is advanced enough to have like a Pokedex on gang members down to like their stats inside of their cars, but they run like like a fireplace. Like you burn uh- trash to get them going. I mean, I would be down to see the Professor Oak that created the gang Pokedex. <laughs> I need to meet this person. <laughs> I'm really just I'm really just picturing like Professor Oak from Pokemon, but he has like a scar on his face. <laughs> it's like the exact same character, just a scar. <laughs> I honestly like that. I, I like that idea. Just combine the two worlds together, and <laughs> Professor Oak has lost himself. <laughs> He became an alcoholic. <laughs> Double dragon Pokemon cross up. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I mean, why not? Um, one thing that uh, kind of strikes me in this movie is uh, Jimmy and Billy. I'm not sure if I entirely like their characters. They were trying to be like kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles type, like just always joking around. Um, one's definitely more serious than the other. Yeah, like I don't even um, know if they have characters. To be honest, I'm not. It's, right. it's just like I mean, one serious, one isn't, and that's pretty much it. And then, the, like that whole scene where, um, and we're we're gonna be going back and forth on this movie's timeline because it is, 
honestly, I don't even know where it begins and where it ends at this point. Um, <laughs> but I, when I, I think what Satzella is saying is we were watching the movie, but we did not. And we took notes, <laughs> but we didn't put timestamps or anything. Yeah. Because we're, we're professional reviewers. When, when, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, we're, like, we, we're assuming that people years. have seen this movie. <laughs> uh, that was probably a mistake, assuming that people have seen this movie. But Satori, she dies, um, yeah. kind of oddly. Like, the way that she dies is kind of like, that really didn't need to happen, Satori. That, that honestly did not need to happen. Um, <laughs> but so she kills herself, <laughs> basically. Um, and the way that they reacted, I think it was, who was it? It was, um, Jimmy, I think is, no, no, I think it's Billy. Billy's like really torn up about it and he's like on the verge of tears and Jimmy, I believe it is the Asian one. He's like, you need to get over it. You know, she's gone. We got to go kick this guy's ass, you know? Okay. And I was like, Checking my notes. Billy is the wacky one. So he would be the one who'd be sad. And Jimmy, yeah, being the serious one, would say, get over it, dude. Just exactly. get over it. Get over it, dude. Like, I mean, she just, like, raised us. So, like, who cares? <laughs> Checks out. Checks out, according to my <laughs> exactly. notes. Uh, speaking, speaking of Jimmy, Jimmy's the serious one, you said? Yep. He's the Asian one? Right. Uh, that guy actually is the guy who's in John Wick 3. Um, that's what he ended up doing later on in his life. Huh. So he's still doing things. So that's pretty good. cool. Yeah, good um, for him. Yeah, and Billy, uh Billy was from Party of 5. And so that's dead. where that's where he got hit. <laughs> did, did he die? Did the actor die? I, I don't know. That's what I thought. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, we're, Jimmy's we're in uh, the hypothetical death. <laughs> it's like yeah, Jimmy Jimmy's in uh, John Wick 3. He's doing great and Billy dead. He's dead. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we don't release this episode of an actor dies. Uh, oh God. Watch, good. watch. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish I had those kind of powers. Right. Um, <laughs> I would not be using anyway, it on uh, Billy from double dragon. I tell you that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Jimmy and Billy, or as I like to call them, Bimmy and Jimmy, Bimmy um, and they're Jimmy kind of, <laughs> yeah, they're both kind of wimps <laughs> in the movie. Which I mean checks out because they're teenagers, right? Like they're actual teenagers, though, and I I think they were yeah. grown. They were they appeared to be grown in the games, but mm-hmm. you know, like a grown person going around fighting people makes sense. Like, okay, they'll be able to hang, but if you're just like a bunch right. of teenagers, like, okay, good so luck. So you think that was a mistake? kind of making them teenagers define mistake because i get what they were going for right it's like yeah hey you kids watching this look these kid, these guys are kids too and look at them fight and win and do all the things isn't that great and look at them fight gangs you should go fight gangs also <laughs> i did i did after watching this <laughs> but I mean like in the video game like you said they're like grown men right yeah. and they're like kicking everybody's ass you're playing as dudes kicking everybody's ass doesn't matter what gang comes at you or what boss comes at you you take them down you know so it's kind of odd to you know see Jimmy and Billy go left off the screen instead of right does that make sense <laughs> Bimmy and Jimmy Lee tried uh, their best <laughs> right 
Um, but uh, they run away from the fights throughout the entire movie until like the end where they're like forced to face the final boss basically yeah but i mean in all fairness i don't know like they're getting jumped by like a thousand dudes okay because yeah here's 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 a note i wrote down there's uh, like the gangs right you you have the mohawks Uh yeah you have the clowns okay yeah it's like the warriors but lame it's definitely like the warriors but lame because and that happened in the Warriors too. Like that's what I'm comparing it to. I'm comparing it to the Warriors mm-hmm. because, like, right. like in the Warriors, you had what five or six people going against every gang in New York, pretty much. Yeah. Like they they yeah. weren't fighting everybody they could. It was really mm-hmm. like let's try to dodge them or you know get into a scrap and book as fast yeah, as but, we can. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but we're also talking about like five or six people too, and these are just two people. So I mean, I can definitely give them. I I, I definitely understand at that point, right? It's just two people. Although I just kind of wanted them to be a little bit more badass, you know. And I think that's um, fair. And I think that's fair. Yeah. I like like the point I'm making is like I get why they weren't over here fighting a bunch of dudes, but I mean like they're right. your, they're your heroes, and they probably shouldn't be mm-hmm. like running scared for the most part i mean like they do hold their own sometimes i mean Mm -hmm. i mean when they go against boa bobo (laughs) i love that they called him boa bobo boa bobo bobo bobo. (laughs) i guess it kind of fits in with uh the kind of vibe the whole movie is because it's kind of like a spoof spoof karate movie kind of like surf ninjas yeah um, and that's kind of like the whole vibe I got from the movie after a while. Like at the first I was like, this is, they're taking this way too seriously. And then I was like, they're not taking this seriously enough. <laughs> and, and you let know? me tell you, um, let, let me tell you. So like you have, you have Robert Patrick, mm-hmm. Robert, Robert Patrick is a white person who calls himself in the movie Koga yeah. Shuko. Yeah. He names himself after some Japanese warlord. It does sound cooler. To basically. sound cooler, I mean, he basically. basically he basically says that to yeah. Satori. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, "Here's my lame ass white bread name. Ain't nobody gonna take me serious, so I call myself Kogashuko." <laughs> like he, he admits it. Exactly. And I mean, good for him. I mean, like he's probably not wrong. Like in that universe, he's yeah. probably not wrong. Like if you were to call yourself like I don't know Vincent Miller or something, somebody would be like, "Oh, okay. Here comes Vince Miller. Y'all watch out." Yeah. <laughs> But it's like my name's Co- but my name's Kogashuko. It's like, huh. it's like, oh shit! I mean, nobody knows that's an ancient Japanese warlord. Cause, I mean, like it's 2007, and they live in like right. Mad Max meets Waterworld. So like, I, I doubt they're really that intelligent. But definitely a Kogashuko sounds like it would be something in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> less than Double Dragon. Honestly, speaking of his name, did you notice like um, uh, the Shuko logo? everywhere no in like really odd places like there's like one scene with uh Alyssa milano's characters i can't remember what her name is um mary her, her marion okay so in marion's house their family house or whatever um her, her dad's like eating some food with or eating some breakfast with, oh like, yeah her i did notice and there's that. like a box of rice krispies that has like the 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 rice replaced with shuko Shuko Krispies. Um, Shuko Krispies. Yeah, Kellogg right. Shuko Krispies. Oh yes, that's a that's my favorite cereal. You know, it was just like, why was that even done? You know, was Shuko just like, yeah, um, I really like Rice Krispies. Let me buy Rice Krispies, 
or like what what does that even mean i mean like like, i'm not like how rich how rich do you have to be and how much do you have to hate money and also power and and also how much how much do you love a petty flex to just be like (laughs) i i'm gonna buy a cereal not even a cereal company i'm gonna buy one cereal I'm gonna buy <laughs> I'm gonna buy out Rice Krispies and rename it. So everybody, right. so like when I say eat me, they could reach for their bowl of Shuko Krispies. <laughs> Shuko Krispies, and it, it just doesn't even look good. It doesn't it doesn't look like it's supposed to be on there, and the logo looks fucking terrible. Like the 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 logo design in itself is just terrible looking. It looks like it was just like tape with a name on it. You know, um, like black God, tape with a name on it. It's God, God, nineteen nineties graphic designers, get your shit together. <laughs> Jeez, come on. So speaking of Marion, um, the sexuality in the movie and with her scenes is really weird, like tonally, especially the two scenes of them just staring at her ass when she bends over. Like what? What is happening right now? <laughs> like it just doesn't make like in the in the grand scheme of the movie like those scenes like pop out just like it's very strange that did that not come off strange to you yeah a little bit yeah a little bit just because it's not that kind of movie yeah like like there's not really like a lot of like like um sexualization of anyone but like except for her but even then only those couple times yeah and it was just and it was always the same kind of shot yeah and it's like, is this just like a director thing? Is he just like, he's just like, oh yeah, Melissa Milano, you know, the the chick from Who's the Boss, <laughs> the little girl from Who's the Boss. Let me zoom in on her ass. You know, it's very strange. I don't know. It's just something that I I caught on. Um, and and speaking of the Who's the Boss, her being in Who's the Boss, wasn't there like some kind of like reference to that in the movie? Yeah, there was. Um... And apparently there was two. I missed the second part of this conversation when I watched the movie, but it's on IMDb. Um, It's Lash, who is uh, like the woman. The girl with the whip. Yeah, the woman with the whip, the one Mm -hmm. who works for uh, fucking Robert Patrick. I'm not saying his fucking. (laughs) Koga Shuko. Yeah, I'm not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she she works for him and uh, she's over there like beating up on Marion and she's like, now who's the boss? Because Alyssa yeah. Milano was on that show, which the of way course. she says it is such like a strong like, hey, guys, I'm making a reference. Like she might like, as well like, just you know have tone? like looked at the camera and winked. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was that <laughs> like strong of a tone where she's like, now who's the boss? Like that TV now, show. Now who's the boss? <laughs> and the second part to that was to counter that. Marion said something like, "Yeah, well now I'm the one who's putting people in a hospital because okay. Chris, Christina Wagner, who plays Lash, she was a regular on General Hospital." Oh my God. <laughs> It's like they're literally like the actors and actresses just throwing shade on each other. Like I, I I'm not looking <laughs> at a script for this movie, but I kind of feel like that, those are like improvs that kind of just made it in. Right. 
Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it could have been. It could have been something like that. Although, I mean, they'd have to be pretty witty. I wouldn't have thought of that, honestly. It's like like the director was just like, he was just making the movie, and he was like... Fuck it. He's he's like, I don't know, like, why why don't y'all just, like, fill about, like, you know, try some, you know, just just try some things, see how it feels. And then they're like, okay. And then, yeah, that's kind of stuff we got. It just doesn't, it doesn't hit very well. And it's just like a dated reference. So you're just like, was that something that I was supposed to know? It's not like, uh, like when we, um, watch like power Rangers, the movie, even when I watch power Rangers, the movie now, they're little one liners that they do after they kick somebody's ass, like still hit. Cause they're not references. They're just like, they just say like some cheesy one-liner and you're just like yeah, some dumb pun. Yeah, that works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like these, like I guess I needed to be alive then and know what they're talking about to understand why they said that. Cause it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Cause like if you look at it in context, this grown woman who works for, you know, Kuga Shuko, whatever the dude's name is. Yeah. She says now who's the boss? Like, her boss is. Her, <laughs> her boss, boss is, the, is boss. the boss. He runs like the whole city, pretty much. Why, why are so you telling you, this to a little kid? Yeah, why are you telling that to her? Girl. Yeah, like that makes no reference. Yeah. Like that makes no sense. Like it, like <laughs> it's like almost all. Like everybody else does stops what they're doing. They're like, "What did she just say?" Because <laughs> like, like I didn't. Because like, like, like I didn't know Alyssa Milano was in Who's the Boss. Like I picked right. up that that was a reference, so I just thought, oh, well, yeah. Like I said, let me check and see it. Yeah, sure enough, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I see sure what they enough, did she there. Was in the well. Yeah, because <laughs> because they so, made it so um, clear it was a reference. Like I'm like, okay, let yeah. me look into it. I see you movie. I'll give you your I'll give you your five second Google search here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is definitely dated. Like it does not age uh, with the times for sure. Like it's fascinating to see like how back then we thought technology would advance. Like, for example, oh, there's a newspaper on my windshield. No worries. I have a camera I'll place on top of my car. Oh, so you can see the video feed? No, so I can do a, play a pseudo-augmented reality game with our cars. You know what I'm saying? I think they did that more because it's like, oh, look, it looks like he's playing a video game. Hey kids, <laughs> do you know video games? This movie is based on a video game. Did y'all know that? Yes. Of course you did. Yes, corporation, we do play video games. Thank you for inserting <laughs> this into our movie. Like the kids aren't gonna care about it unless it has video games. Which Whoa, by, which cool. by the way, every single movie that we're gonna talk about in this podcast series, Does they all that. do it. They yeah. all do it. They yeah, do. they definitely pander. They definitely do pander to the children for sure. I mean, and these are kids' movies, you know? I mean, uh, how can they really target anybody other than kids? Because the kids are the ones playing these games. Um, but at the same time, it's like it kind of shows you like, oh, yeah, these games were kind of violent, huh? So if like we put them in a movie, <laughs> um, I guess we kind of have to tone it down because the kids can't actually watch the movie, but they can play the video game because we didn't have the ESRB then, you know? So, yeah. So it is uh, definitely a different time for sure. I mean, mean, probably around the time Mortal Kombat came out, I would think, because Mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat is the reason why we have an ESRB in the first place. Right. But I think even part of 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 ERSB. One of three because Mortal Kombat. 
Doom and yeah. Night Trap. Right, Night Trap. <laughs> Night, Tra- Night Trap was heavily involved in those, um, like yeah. in, in those sessions that they had with uh, with Congress. Right, Night, exactly. Night Trap does not get the love it deserves in multiple aspects. No. So I wanted to take that time here to say, fucking. There will always be a night trap. There will always be a night trap uh, reference on every single episode of the podcast. Well, Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, technically true. It's in the theme song. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, so yeah, it was just a. It was definitely a different time back then, for sure. Um, One thing that poked out to me was uh, Melanie. Is that her name? Which one? The uh, Melissa Milano's character. I'm just gonna call her a Melissa Milano. So anyway, Marion, 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 Marion. If it helps, if it helps, no. If it helps, think of like Mary, Maid Marion from like Robin Hood. Oh, okay, okay. So Marion. Uh, yeah. On the subject, uh, let's go back to Marion's uh, story arc. Okay. Um, she's in this group called the Power Core. Power Core. Um, Power Core. Yeah, and uh, that, I guess they're kind of like a pretty the anti gang. They're kind of like the anti-gang. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, um, but one thing, one scene that kind of like bothered me or was just kind of like strange was the dad. The dad was watching television and they're talking about the power cord doing their thing or whatever. And he's like, right. And she's like, hey, they're actually doing some good or whatever. And he's like, they're terrorists. And I'm like, wait, what? Because they like terrorize the gangs? I don't understand what he means by the power core or terrorists. Like, what are they doing to terrorize? The only people that they're terrorizing are gangs. I mean, that's a pretty bold, bold statement to make when, you know, there's actual gangs running around. Exactly. Like, why aren't you talking about the actual gangs? And besides the power core, like. They have like children. Like they when uh Bimmy and Jimmy show up in the Power Core headquarters, um, there's like they're surrounded by children. They're like they have like children involved. They're almost like a little charity organization with a little bit more muscle, you know? Like, I don't understand how they were terrorists. Um, and then later on, it's just like the dad switches his whole perspective because Alyssa Milano's character comes in with uh Jimmy and Billy. And um, they, you know, start fighting uh, Kogoshuko and and Lash. Is that what her name is or something yeah, like that? Lash, um, yeah, Lash. They they start fighting them. And then he's like, uh, he goes to the police headquarters after he gets out of that situation. He's like, we got to go take, you know, take control of our city again because my daughter's out there doing our job for us. It's like, I thought they were the terrorists. So just now, because she helped you get out of that situation, now... <laughs> she's doing the right thing. It just didn't make any sense at all to me. Well, I think it's His more perspective. Like, yeah. I, well, I think it's more like a, uh, yeah, you know, like a vigilante thing, you know, like, Oh, right. They're, yeah. They're doing the jobs that the police are supposed to be doing. And especially like, if you're, if you're like a police, you're like, Hey, I'm a police. Stop doing the job of police do because I am, I am them. Don't <laughs> Wait, do the, I am don't the do police. It. I am police. Don't do the thing. But, <laughs> I but, have power. But, I but, am the power. But then it's like, Oh dag, that's my daughter though. And she just saved my butt <laughs> and she might know what she's doing. She might know what she's talking about. So I got to go support her because I don't want my daughter out there like fighting gangs when I should be fighting gangs. Right. Exactly. So, 
Also, I want to um, I want to talk about Power Core since we're talking about Power Core. Okay, yeah, let's talk about them. They have a '90s warehouse hangout. Okay. If you've seen the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, you yeah, kind of know knew, what I'm talking I knew where about. Where you're going is, yeah, I know where you're going with this. You're right. Yeah. Because like that was the thing like that a all good these groups of that, had. Though. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. they were they weren't smoking cigarettes and gambling, but yeah, you, they're you like know. doing the opposite of that. <laughs> but it, but it's like it's like these kind of places. Like I would be like as a kid, I would love to have a hangout like this. I really would. Even like the Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja what? Turtles one, where they're smoking weed and gambling. I wonder what they're like their thing to get people to initiate into their gang because I mean technically I guess they are a gang of sorts, um, even if they're kind of like anti-gang. Um, I wonder what their kind of like sales pitch is. You know, like oh well, we have arcades. <laughs> you know, like what is it? What is it that gets like good kids to stand up against these gangs and when the police won't do it? You know, it's like hey kid, be in our gang. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. It's like, yeah, but we got like these arcade machines that are like free play. You can play all the arcade games as much as you want. I'd be like, I, <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. I, I'll be there. Yeah. would not have been hard to convince me. I mean, like if it was like a grown man telling me that I'd be suspicious. But if it was like, you know, mm-hmm. Alyssa Milano telling me like, come uh, hang Alyssa out, Milano, kid. Yeah. Like, come hang out, uh-huh. kid. Come, come play some, uh. Like, you know, we're going to fight some gang members, and after that, like, we got, like, the Simpsons arcade game there. You don't even need quarters. I'd be <laughs> like, word? Hold word? up. <laughs> I'm there. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, speaking of Alyssa Milano, I thought it was kind of interesting um, how she's, like, she's obviously the love the love interest of Billy, um, which is clearly the white guy, by the way. Um, and I thought, oh, of course, you know, they're going to match the, the white girl with the white guy, you know, but then later on, Alyssa Milano's character like starts sweetening up to, uh, Jimmy and there's a feeling of like, I don't know, like, like, I guess she wants the double dragon, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like she was kind of thought, she was kind of acting like a thought at the end of the movie. I was like, well, well, because like Jimmy's like, oh man girls you know girls right jeez what gee whiz yeah gosh so yeah i don't need no help from nobody because i'm a big old manly man and billy's right. like nah dog power core's trying to help us i out. definitely need a woman and there's like <laughs> you know there's like two of us and like a million gangs like we should get some help dude and he's like nah dog women women are dumb dude what are you even doing but like, so you think that's that's what attracted her to him? Probably, I don't know. And then like, because because <laughs> she was like, "Look, I have a butt." And he's like, "I see that. How oh. you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. That's why the director did it. He was the, that was character progression. That's what that was. All those butt shots was character progression. I but misogyny. Didn't realize it until now. Misogyny cured. My butt shots. That's all it takes. Oh, so any more any any other thoughts uh, you have about the movie? I want to talk about Robert Patrick being an amazing hammy '90s villain. Yeah, he is he, very campy. He showed up to work. Yeah, he did. Like, and I love him for it. Uh, there's a couple. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of lines that I wrote down that I really loved from him. Uh, when he he's talking to a Bobo before he like he turns him into a freak, right? And he says, "I know, I know what line is this." And and he says, "I consider you like a son." 
and like a son, mm. I could always have another. <laughs> it's like, and it was so fast too. It's like, oh, that's really no, never mind. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, and then, um, and then during during the uh, the the big fight, uh, you know, uh, Robert Patrick versus the dragons. Uh, he says, <laughs> he's like, you're like you're weak, like your father. And then Billy's like, yeah. you're ugly like your mother. And I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and, and Robert, you know, Kugo had this look on his face like, you son of a bitch. You <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and, then, and then when they're fighting, at first, it's um, like um, they're, the dragons are playing keep away with the medallion, right? And uh, yeah. finally, Kugo gets it. Or Koga, whatever his fucking mm. name is, he gets it, and they and the dragons look at each other and they're like, "Oh shit!" And then he just has he just gets a smug look on his face and he's like, "You said it," and then, <laughs> and then just puts the medallions together like just that, like just like the way, yeah, just the way he sells that line, like so fucking smug, like I did it, and I know what yep. you said, and you right. Yep. Oh shit! Indeed, you said it. exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean those lines are those lines are probably some of the highlights in the movie for sure. And there's moments I, I just sprinkled throughout. Like those were just ones that jumped jumped out to me. But like for, sh- for Ro- sure, Robert Patrick's carrying the movie. Like he absolutely exactly. Does. It's it's similar to uh, we'll get to uh, Street Fighter later on um, in a, uh, in another part of our journey through these 90s video game movies but he's also kind of like what we will talk about later on in another movie um uh but yeah yeah he's it's campy but it works or i guess it works because it is campy you know so yeah like um, and i think that's important to know too because like especially with all the movies we're gonna be talking about um like my rules for a movie it's like you could be good you could be bad just don't be boring right Right, exactly. Like that's yeah, I mean, like, like that's the biggest crime a movie can make to me. I don't care if you're like a ten out of ten citizen Citizen Kane masterpiece, or if you're if a you're Tom, boring, or, or if you're a Tommy Wiseau, The Room, right? Mm-hmm. I will watch yeah. and love both, but if you're boring, you you just wasted my time and I hate it. I get you. Yeah, I definitely understand. Um, speaking of uh, Shuko, this is just some other things that uh, just I had left on my notes. Um, Shuko's shadow shadow power is kind of weird. Like uh, I thought that was just kind of a weird ability to give uh, one the final boss, the main boss character, I guess. Um, and he, like he uses it, he uses it um, to kill the leader of the gangs, I guess. I mean, he, like like everybody cheers him, like as if like him becoming like Peter Pan shadow like wasn't weird at all. Like it was just. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Whatever. I, I, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I like that's now, the point now in the you're movie. our leader. Like that's the point in the movie where the where the big bad guy comes up and he has this big showy power and it's just like, like basically he's like, I'm your god now. Yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, don't that's know. Pretty but, like, yeah, exactly. But I don't know if like turning to a shadow and strangling somebody like that is like the big flashy thing that you need to get everybody on your side right away. <laughs> right, exactly. But it worked. It worked apparently. I mean, I guess in the movie that this movie specifically that. Definitely 
definitely worth of the gangs. And but the the fact the weirdest part about his shadow power is they allowed Billy and Jimmy to use the power later on, and it's just like totally strange. It's like wait, what? Like that's the that's the bad power, isn't it? You know, like you're not supposed to use that. And now they like coerce a confession out of him. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's funny, too, because, like, Shuko's, uh, Shuko says he's like, oh, you think I'm bad? Just wait till you meet my lawyer. And it's like, yeah. Just so I'm over sure the your top, lawyer too. Would have... I loved it. I know. That, 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 I know, that's but another like, good line from him. Your lawyer, your lawyer would definitely have something to go off of because your confession was completely coerced. So, I don't know. It was, it was very strange, uh, just totally. The, why would you let them, you know, do that? I mean, I didn't he do enough? To kind of make himself look bad enough um, to be arrested, and then but and, I guess and then not, now he has know. lawyers. Like you know, he's evil. Okay, exactly. so 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 you you brought up you brought up something important, and I don't know if you caught this. Um, what? Okay, so Billy, the wacky okay. one, he has the power of body, which basically makes him okay. strong and like almost like invincible, right? Jimmy, mm-hmm. the serious one, the one in red, he has yeah. the shadow power. Okay. Okay, so that's important because at the end of the movie, Jimmy, the serious one, is with Marion, Melissa Milano, yeah. and a Bobo. They're about to get it on. Yeah, they're about to go take a take a drive in the dragon wagon. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the name of their car is the dragon wagon. Awesome. Because, of course, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so like a bobo comes up he's like hey y'all i want to hang out with you guys from now on i'm gonna drive a, I like like let me drive we'll all hang out and kick it right and yeah. uh i thought this scene was so weird because jimmy is like oh it's billy yeah it's billy billy possessed Using a bobo the and he's playing a playing a wacky little trick on us right and then billy shows up like afterwards like hey guys what's going on like that ain't me it's like jimmy here. why did you think that was him you're the one jimmy is the one with the shadow power not billy with the shit yeah they <laughs> fucked up their own so... characters at the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> they got them mixed up they got so, their I mean, own like, was it characters just... mixed up and i i was saying that slow on purpose like just yeah. because like i don't know if somebody should have done that with like the director or the people or the writers at the time should have been like right just say it slow be like look jimmy is the red one he has the power of shadow not billy yeah. the blue one not oh. billy yeah pay attention to your own movie <laughs> so how do you think um we'll just kind of like wrap things up how, how do you think uh do you what do you rate this movie one out of ten and then, um, how do you think it could have gotten a uh, like a perfect score? Like, what would you change to make this this movie have a perfect score? So, what is the movie right now to you, one out of ten? And what would what would you change to make it perfect for you? Okay, so I'm gonna be rating this on a different scale. Okay, not on a scale from one being bad and ten being good. Because Double Dragon is never going to be a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's, yeah. that's just not the kind of movie it is. I'm going to review mm-hmm. it for what it is. Basically, what it is and who, who it's trying to appeal to. 
Double Dragon, I think, is probably the friendliest of the Mortal Kombat or of the uh, video game movies as far as it comes to, like, outsiders. Like, people who aren't In the familiar 90s, with the game. Right? Like, people who haven't played the mm-hmm. games. I think they're probably the okay. most friendly. Um, Mortal Kombat, especially Annihilation, requires you to do your homework. Right. Like, if you don't know who these characters are, they they ain't got time to tell you. We got an hour and a half. <laughs> like, right. they, like they just don't got time. <laughs> yeah. Street Fighters characters are just completely wrong for the most part. Um, <laughs> and Mar- Mario too is something else. But like, yeah. Dragon, uh, Double Dragon's characters are pretty much just like kind of like cookie cutter generic characters. Karate. You know? It's more of like a karate movie than less of a video game movie. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Like, the only reason you know it's a video game movie is because they keep dropping references right. to it. There's a Double Dragon mm-hmm. arcade machine in the final in the final scene. Yeah. Like, not even yeah. in the background. It is prominent. Like, it's literally they break right it. there, right they break it. them. Yeah. They break it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course it, they it, break it. Yeah, like, it's, it's, par- it's in there. They want to say, hey, yeah. Double Dragon, the video game, remember? Because that's pretty much, like, as close as it ties to the games. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So I think it's friendly to newcomers, um, to people who are fans of the games. Um, I think it fits that too. I mean, you got Bill and Jimmy fighting people. Like that's pretty much all you got from the games because it's not like these games uh-huh. were like graphic novel masterpieces anyway. You know. Yeah. So I gave it a one se- out of ten. <laughs> I, I gave it a I, like if I had to give it a score out of ten, I'd say like a seven. Seven out of ten. A seven. Yeah. So and you and you're judging that on just like an enjoyment scale, like in that time, like this is kind of like where your 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 head is at on this on this movie. Like like me watching it now, I've watched it, I've watched it a couple times before. Um, going in, I was dreading it. I was kind of dreading yeah. it because I'm like, oh, like I know '90s video game movies, and this is my least favorite. But I was pleasantly, oh, okay. su- I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of it. Like I forgot how good Robert right. Patrick was in it. Um, I did appreciate like some of the humor. Like I did laugh a few times, and I'm like, okay, that was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Not as like cringy and like groan worthy, right? So I'm like, yeah, a seven out of ten. It pleasantly surprised me. I was actually in the same camp uh, of, you know, like not really knowing what I was going to be getting myself into. And I was actually pleasantly surprised as well. I think I've seen the movie once before when I was a kid. Um, or maybe we, uh, maybe the first time I watched it was actually you and me had watched it like a long time ago. I mean, we've, we known, just, each, we've known each other since yeah, we were like 14. I, it seems so like probably. a movie that, <laughs> it seems like a movie we would watch together, honestly. <laughs> um, but. I don't know, like one out of ten, I guess. I don't know. I would just probably say like a six out of ten. And the reason I say that is because like even looking at it as like a karate movie, like I enjoyed like movies like like Surf Ninjas and Sidekicks and Three Ninjas and stuff like that even more than this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um so I don't know, just like putting it in that perspective. But like I think this movie actually had a lot more potential um than what they actually did with it and so i brought up a little bit of uh my ideas of how the movie could have been a little bit better and so some of the notes that i had made um when i was thinking is more like oh you had mentioned it kind of has like a warrior's vibe to it right 
Um, and I, I thought if they leaned into that more and given more character progression, not character progression, but just more character to the war, uh, the warrior style gangs, um, like you, you had mentioned like, Oh, there's the clowns. There's the, um, uh, the, the what did you call them? The, the Mohawks, you know, yeah. and the stuff like this, like in the warriors, you clearly see a difference between each gang at, at some point in the movie, all the gangs just kind of mixed together and there was no separation. They were just kind of all working together to take down uh, Jimmy and Billy. So you didn't really know anything about these people. You, it just looked like a bunch of people in wacky costumes. And for some reason, a postal guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what was going on with the postal that, guy. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I, like, I, what I, is I mean, happening? I mean, do yourselves a favor and look up, uh, like, go on YouTube and type in, like, Double Dragon um, postman scene. I have no idea what like it's the so, significance it's of so that fucking scene means. out of place. It's fucking out of place it's in so the out entire of movie. It's, and I think it's funny yeah. on its own. It's just like why though? But I think I think I mean like I would much rather have like I mean if you want to have a gang full of postal guys, well, that would have been know, hilarious. Man, that would have been yeah, hilarious. Been great. I would have loved that. Like why not? You know, like if you had taken the Warriors I and mean, just made it campy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, less serious warriors. Um, I would have been more fine with that. But at least, like, have, have me kind of look back and it's like, oh, yeah, this gang is this gang, this gang is this gang, this gang is this gang. That That's a very good point. That's a very good point. I like that. Like, I absolutely agree. I also think, like, less magical, like, pseudo-sci-fi stuff. Because I, like, did this in, like, a post-apocalyptic world, which I guess... Which is actually probably the thing that makes the most sense in the movie. Because compared to the games, it's like, why are we beating up a bunch of gang members? You know? So this actually... This movie actually gives context to the what is going on in the the, the games, actually, for me. Um, but the sci-fi stuff and the magical elements kind of come off, like left field for me um, because in those games like it doesn't seem like super sci-fi you know um, but they really brought that they really tried to lean in on that or um, magical with like this. The, like like at least or magical my, yeah yeah from my experiences of street fighter or street fighter double dragon it's like hey look at us we're two bros hanging out hey by like hanging out hanging out with my chick my bros here uh-oh here comes a right. bunch of dudes dang dude just punched my girl and took her away uh-oh i better go get her like, where, where, where's yeah. the magic in that? You know, like, there's no magic. Just exactly. go, just go beat up some dudes and get your girl back. Like, it's just like over like a course of like, because uh, I think a bunch, I think a few of the games had came out before uh, this movie came out, and so they started getting a little bit more magical. And Probably. so that's why I think they started, they started adding that stuff in. Um, but I mean, just like, just like, I think if you kept it more grounded and more realistic, you give the game, if you give the gangs like names and looks, like have them have the sync styles. Um, and they're all just trying to get this medallion that they want to sell for money. Or maybe like one gang in particular knows its power and wants to use it for bad, you know, like something like almost like a, like a, like kind of how the warriors is like almost like a turn, a pseudo tournament of sorts like you're just taking on a lot of bad guys that leads to the final bad guy um and then just have the have billy and jimmy kind of work their way through these different types of gangs until they get to the big baddie of baddies maybe uh the 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 main bad character on double dragon i looked up is uh willie Mackey, which is the guy with the machine guns and stuff like that yeah um 
you know, like have him be the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? The final bad guy. Who who cares? Uh, the final boss is uh, that's the final boss in the original game. So why not just have that uh, be you know who it is? And you could even do the. I think it'd be kind of cool if uh, something happens that gets uh, Billy or Jimmy, you know, turned evil, and that's that's the last person that you got to fight off against because that's who you have to face off against in the video game, you know. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that'd be kind of interesting if they had just taken a. That would be my serious Double Dragon movie, but I just as much like the. Uh, the the campy one that we ended up getting and it is fun to watch so um and i think that's and that's what the director wanted to do anyway like the director said yeah like i'm making a movie for kids i don't want it to be like scary or dark or anything i just want it to be like fun and you know lighthearted, and that's what he right. made it, it is definitely what he made um so wrapping this up uh we we got a few movies to watch Mike, we got a few movies to watch. Uh, our next episode is going to be Street Fighter. Street Fighter the movie, and I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, what about you? Do you think that do you think this one's going to hold up against Street Fighter? Street Fighter is definitely the better movie. Street Fighter is probably my okay. favorite on the list. Okay. So. All right. Well, we will get to it. So uh, until then, until part two of our journey comes out, we will talk to you guys. We will see you guys. We will, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Bye, friends.